Greetings. My name is Linda Talaferro, and this is the Being Brown at Work podcast. I help Black and Brown female professionals confidently and expertly navigate the corporate world so that they can reach new career heights and establish their seat at the table. So whether you're kicking off a new career, leaning in a new direction, or looking to climb the corporate ladder within your current job, I'm here to propel your career forward by giving you an insider's look at cultivating an executive mindset, creating leadership opportunities, establishing an executive presence, and more. So join me every week as I guide you towards becoming a leader in the corporate world and show you how to step into your true power and potential. Greetings. Greetings, everyone. It is, yes, it's that Tuesday, that time on Tuesday. Linda Talaferro, Being Brown at Work Live. And you guys know this, my favorite time of the week. I just so enjoy talking about these critical subjects, providing these nuggets of wisdom from these fabulous women that I have just been so blessed to meet and become part of their network and they're part of mine. And we've got another one for you tonight. And we don't want to delay because she's going to share. I mean, I was just so uh, intrigued with the terminology of ecosystem. So you're going to love this. So we're just going to jump right in. So welcome, everyone. I'd love to introduce to you Amelia Roberts. Amelia Roberts is a digital native and has long enjoyed using technology and social media to spread helpful information and connecting friends with resources they need. She officially became a practitioner of online marketing 12 years ago as a role as a virtual assistant. One thing led to another, and now alongside other hats, Amelia serves as a visibility expert and digital marketing consultant. In short, She went from using social media for cat videos to using these same tools to establish relationships with humans who have media platforms and need their clients' services. When she's not building relationships at scale and working with powerhouse professionals who are tired of hiding, Amelia enjoys planning real and imagined food tours. (laughs) Now, I know you're wondering like I am. So we're going to have to have another conversation. on yes, yes. Amelia, welcome to Being Brown at Work Live. Hey there, Linda. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I am so fantastically well, especially since we are going to talk about this critical subject. I remember uh, during our discovery call and, and what really intrigued me, like I just said at the beginning of this, was what you've termed ecosystem. Mm-hmm and how important it is. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to have my audience learn what I learned that time. So let's just delve in, Amelia, because we've got a lot we want to talk about. And I want to make sure that uh, the audience hears these wonderful words of wisdom from you. So first and foremost, what is an ecosystem of support? Yeah, sure. So um, I just want to like sort of like demystify like that topic. The dictionary definition is like a system, like an organization of um, things together that work together for the benefit of everything. And, you know, just think about like an ecosystem, like grass, like outside. Um, You have grass, you have bugs, you have plants, you have soil. 
and how all of that looks here in the northeastern United States might look a little different from Texas or in, you know, rainforest somewhere else or, you know, in a very cold place. You have um, grass, you have dirt, you have soil, you have bugs, but they all are a little different depending on where they are, but they're all working together for the benefit of the organism um, for all of us, right? Right, right. And, And in our lives, we ideally should have a similar um, type of groups of support, whether it's our professional ecosystem of support, our personal ecosystem of support, business ecosystem of support. There's just similar ways. There's different ecosystems that really can be activated to support the organism of us. Ah, love that. Love that. So, you know, if we were to dig into that a little bit more, can you help me maybe comprise it. So for for our women, our professional women out there, and they're saying, okay, Amelia, I hear what you're saying. I kind of get it from the uh, analogy that you gave, but can you kind of strip it down a little bit more? What would make up an ecosystem, for instance, for myself as a, as a, as a Black woman, a professional Black woman? So I will say, well, I'll answer that. And I didn't necessarily like wake up with this idea of like, oh, ecosystems of support. You know, that's what we all need. Um, in Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, she talked about her ecosystems of support. Mm, that's right. uh, she didn't necessarily yeah. call it that, right? But she talks about how there were supports um, in her early childhood education. Um, her ecosystem primarily was her mom who took her out of a horrible classroom situation and put her into a better classroom situation. And, you know, now that we're learning more about um, early childhood events, just how critical that was. And um, and then when she went into um, high school and then college, she had different ones around her who were providing different types of support, whether it was like in the community or at home or Mm -hmm you know, as she became a mom, her friends, she had various systems that weren't necessarily dependent on each other, but they all worked together in support of her. And I I just love that book for so many reasons. But um, yes, so in our lives, we have people who might act as cheerleaders. We have like people who might be our coaches or trainers. We may have uh, spotters, Um, you know, when something gets too heavy, they can, you know, they're there to catch and spot and help and support. We might have people who serve as uh, like scouts, right? Who are scouts mm-hmm. who have their eyes open for opportunities for us, you know? Yeah. Um, yes. And, you know, there's also different levels of support too, um, depending on, you know, where we're at. Um, Joy Pittman, um, she's an HR consultant, but bear with me. Um, she has an example of um, what level of support do you need? If you're mm-hmm. drowning, if you're drowning, this might not be the time to take the lessons at the YMCA. You might not be able to take swimming lesson level of support. You might need a lifeguard level of support. So what your ecosystem looks like, there's a lot of variables, but I just want to just encourage uh, more of us to just kind of think about like, how am I being supported? And yes, I need to be supported multiple different ways. And right. um, these people can be um, activated. They can be created. You might have to purchase their time like when it comes to support, like domestically, you know, you may have a family, yet sometimes a family might not support you in the way that you need to be supported. And yeah. there's, you know, others that you can bring into your home to support you with whether it's laundry or mm-hmm. um, just not having to worry about 
cleaning the house, you know, having that conversation about whose turn it is to do what, that can just be a weight off of your shoulders. So yeah, I definitely don't want to define like what an ecosystem should be. It really Mm -hmm. depends on you. It depends on where you are. Again, do you need a lifeguard level of support or are you okay with swimming lessons at the YMCA? What's your capacity to receive? Yeah. Some of us, our capacity to receive is not that high. Yeah. The level of support that we might be able to receive may not be that high. But, you know, as we really just focus in on the professional women that were listening to us right now, what you just said, I think, is so critical because there are times when we don't allow ourselves to get that support. We don't have the capacity to receive it, uh, which can be can create challenges within our career growth. Could it not? I mean, just not recognizing one, I think what you just said too, what level of support do you need? Is it the lifeguard? Is it the beginning swimmer? Understanding where you are in your career. But then once you have that clarity and the support is there, having the capacity to receive it. I think that is that's that is crucial. Can you talk a little bit more about that with regard to our careers? Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of us, for various reasons that are absolutely based in facts and things that have actually happened, we can feel a certain type of way about trusting other people enough to support us. Mm. Um, we may have reached out for support before, and you know, different things may have happened, and you know, that may have confirmed other stories that we've had about general things and that can absolutely strengthen our capacity. But something that I invite professionals to think about is, you know, how can you make that support situation safe, um, safer, safe ah. for you and safe for the other person? So, so don't think that I'm inviting people to just bring all sorts of stuff into their life all willy nilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that. Um, right. Anytime you start a relationship with someone else, whether it's a personal relationship, romantic, a professional vendor, it doesn't really matter. There really needs to be like guidelines around mm-hmm. um, what's expected and what will be accepted. And mm-hmm. when you know those guidelines, know what you know support should feel like, should be like, it can be easier for you to bring in that support because you know if this person you know doesn't meet these criteria, this is what will happen next, or yes. this is how I'm able to recognize what I need because I have this criteria in mind about, you know, what support uh, might be best for me. And so that's, those are just a couple of things I invite people to think about, you know, what yeah. can you do to make it safe for them. And, and likewise, how can you make it safer for you f- to bring in that person? Something from the professional world that I admire is vendor criteria, right? Mm-hmm. For those of us who are in, you know, buying, make buying yep. decisions. And the purchasing. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah we, we just yep. can't just go and pick stuff because, we, you know, the person who was selling it to us seemed really nice and friendly. There were, <laughs> there's a criteria that absolutely you know, built into because you yes. have to explain to another, you know, group why you made that purchasing decision. And, and same thing with your ecosystem of support because it is informal. Most times we may make a lot of allowances and let people skip steps and not do steps. But I invite you to, you know, have your own sort of criteria. Um, yes. In mind, so that you know you're able to you know explain to yourself in a way um, you know why you made this investment and whatnot. That is so true, absolutely. And we talked. I've talked about this in previous sessions about mentorship, right? I mean, that's part of your ecosystem of support, and you need to have criterion around that. 
I mean, what what makes a good mentor? Uh, why do you need a mentor? To your point earlier, right? Back to your lifeguard versus begin versus beginning swimmer analogy. You know, do you need a mentor at this point in your career because you're about to step into an executive position for the first time, or? Are you looking for a mentor because you're new? This is your first job. You just, you know, new into corporate America. So I think you're, you're so spot on about making sure that people have criterion for who comes in to their ecosystem. You know, there's one thing that as I was researching you and going through all your information, you make a reference to, I think it's Love Jaya, right? Am I pronouncing yeah, that right? Yeah. I love the idea, yes, mm-hmm. where she says no one should do this career thing alone, right? No such thing as an empire of one. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about, about that? Yeah, so she has um, a post it, on Medium, if you were to search, firing myself, ending the empire of one. And um, she was doing a, a lot of things. She was um, just doing, she was wearing so many hats. And Mm. she was traveling. She was traveling, you know, with her friends and she was, you know, needing to get, you know, meet a deadline. And and I think they were traveling like in Kenya. So there was like a time zone difference. And she may or may not have gone a couple days without sleep. I don't know the entire story, but pretty much, you know, all of her other responsibilities was a digital strategist, speaker, brand ambassador. And and long story short, she was just juggling all the balls. And she said that she came to a point where she really needed to fire herself and start to outsource some of her life. And long story short, that whole idea is that, you know, empires of one is like not a thing. You know, whether you whether you are, you know, empire of your career or your business or, or whatnot, it's, it's really all the same. You need support. And yeah. I, I've seen that in different roles as well. I haven't, I don't know, I haven't seen it too much lately, but there was this, you know, executive leader and she was just spending like all of this time on a PowerPoint, like all this time trying to figure out a PowerPoint design. And, you know, this was like some years ago. And was that the best use of an executive's time? She didn't have officially someone in a role to support her. Um, okay. She wasn't a lot of that allowance. And, you know, there are other things like Fiverr, Upwork. Yeah. So she absolutely, yeah. you know, hired support if, yeah. um, if different things were in place. But long story short... Um, That's, yeah, sort of what that idea about the empire of one. The empire of one. And I often say no man's an island, right? I mean, you you cannot do this thing alone. There's no such thing. And, and, you know, recognizing when you need help, uh, recognizing when you need assistance, when you need someone to help bridge a gap, when you need to get that additional knowledge, or when you need someone to bounce things off of, you know, having an accountability partner. Uh, there's all different types of terminologies for this ecosystem of support, right? But like you said earlier, the most critical thing is recognizing that you need it and being open to receive it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so extremely critical to be open to receive it. What I'd like to get into to next, Amelia, because I shared this with you, you know, my audience loves to take home actionable steps. And, you know, we'll be winding down here in the next 10 minutes or so. And I always want to give ample time for them to take their notes, take actionable steps so they can go and implement putting together their ecosystem. So if you were to, you know, sit down with someone, this is new to them, or even if they've tried it before, what three to five 
key steps would you give them as they're setting out to put together their ecosystem of support for their career advancement? So first step is sort of doing like a pulse check of, you know, your your capacity to receive and your feelings about being supported and your um, your relationships with relationship, right? Because this is like all about ah. relationships. You know, how Ooh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Say that every time you guys say something beautiful, I just have to have it repeated. Your relationship <laughs> with, with relationships. Oh, relationship with relationships. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because understanding that. Yes. Because how you typically um, have relationships is how you typically have relationships. Um, have how have they typically been over your career in life? Yeah. And so before you go out and start making a whole bunch of new ones, just do a pulse check on that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, things might need to be, you know, worked out with someone else that, you know, has more expertise than I do. So that's just one. So once you start to do that, you know, think about your feelings around that and your capacity to receive. Okay. Yes. And your deservedness to be happy. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. yeah your yes. deservedness to be happy. Because if I could add a little bit, the capacity to receive, because in this ecosystem of support, people are going to give you feedback, right? They're going to give you input. You need to be able to receive that. And so I'm putting together your nuggets and your relationship on relationships is about, you know, how do you connect? How do you communicate? You know, how do you engage? Oh, this is this is so, so, so critical. And you are on to the third one, I think. What was yeah. the third one? Um, so and, and your deservedness to be happy. You know, what is, ah, you know, what, yes. is what is your feelings around that? But I'm going to give you guys some more stuff because that's kind of, I feel like that's a little bit of feely and might be fluffy for some um, people might say, okay, I, I want a pen and paper, like tell me stuff to do. So <laughs> the stuff to do is, um, is this exercise. I call it cups of tea or cups of coffee. You know, um, there's different cups of coffee. You might like yours with a ton of cream and um, sugar and it's, you know, little coffee thrown in there. You might like it, you know, straight black. And there's nothing wrong with any of the cups of coffee. They're just different cups of coffee or tea. Mm -hmm. But make a list of like four columns and think about, you know, what do you love to do? You know, in your life, business and career, you know, what are things that you love to do? Column one, column two, what do you hate to do? Um, Just absolutely hate it. It zaps all your emotional strength and energy. And what do you not have time to do? You know, what do you, you know, might enjoy doing, but you just really don't have time to do it. And um, for what would you like to learn to do? And when you start to um, take that consideration over your, you know, various aspects of your life, certain themes will start to arise and helpers will start to become clear. It's just interesting when you start to prime your brain into like who you're looking for, um, who you want to mm. see will start to show up. But long story short, these people might be a spotter role, you know, somebody yes. to take over when things, you know, in your life, career, whatnot, become too heavy. That could mm-hmm. look like various roles or people. There might be a trainer. Maybe, you know, you need to work with somebody to get um, better at a skill that, you know, really zaps your energy. Maybe it's like public speaking and presentation. Maybe you need yes. to reach out yes. for a trainer. Um, maybe it's a cheerleader role, you know, maybe it's a cheerleader role, maybe before you're about to do something, you know, scary or a presentation, you, it might um, be useful to reach out to somebody who can affirm you or something, um, or maybe even hire a coach for this purpose. Oh my goodness. I was just talking to somebody who was saying, um, executive coaching is something that some people just know to ask for and they have it baked into their promotional 
contracts or proposals or packages. They have, you know, that coaching baked in there. Others, you know, don't know to ask for it, but um, that's an absolute thing. But those are just some things that I hope folks can start to at least turn around in their brain about like what the support might be able to might look like. I love that action and that activity because a lot of times we may know we need help. We just don't know where, and we just don't know what type Mm -hmm. and, you know, specifically what, so that, that action you took of the four columns, that recommendation, I love that. Yeah, because that's so important mm-hmm. to understand that. It, it, you know, we said that there's the empire one is impossible in a career. I often say no man's an island, but it's not easy to establish relationships. It's not an mm-hmm. easy thing. And so truly understanding who we are and every aspect we bring to the table is important. You know, uh, Amelia, I, that was excellent, excellent advice. As we start to close, what I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, and this is a teaser, everyone, because Amelia's coming back in a couple of weeks. On the 26th, she's going to be my guest again, because as we were talking before um, we set this one up, she mentioned assumed leadership, and it's linked to this thing about knowing the support you need and making sure you have everybody that various levels, cheerleaders, mentors, coaches, whatever you need. So Amelia, tell us a little bit about assumed leadership, the connection. Don't give it all away though, because yeah. we want them to join us on the 26th. Yeah. But it, but this is this is really hot stuff. Everyone listen to this a little bit. So share with us, Amelia. So it goes back to Michelle Obama. <laughs> In her book, Becoming, she talked about, I'll just quote it, when she went to Princeton, Um, She went there and she noticed that kids had their bikes on the ground, you know, unlocked. Um, She noticed like some girls left gold hoops on the sink. And she made a comment that their trust in the world seemed infinite. Their trust in the world seemed infinite. Their forward progress in it entirely assured. Um, Everything otherwise was designed to accommodate our well-being as students, you know, speaking of herself when she was in that environment. And a lot of students I was coming to realize had never in their lifetimes known anything different. Mm. And so Joy Pittman, again, she brought this term to my radar or labeled what I got from um, Michelle Obama, um, assumed leadership. If you have a group of people and you're put someone who looked like me and you in front of the room of the group of people and somebody who was the opposite of you and me and um, race and gender, there might be a natural inclination to think somebody was the leader and it might not be you and I. Yes. And just because Mm. of um, certain assumptions of being supported from like an early age and maybe even seeing that model in their home from early age, seeing um, domestic support, Mm -hmm. uh, seeing um, uh, robust childcare situations, not that any things are negative, but just seeing certain things normalized you know, yes. from like an early age, um, yes. all sorts of coaching at, at the kitchen table. You might even have somebody, and this is actually from a work experience at the kitchen table. They actually had support with college essays because one of their relatives, you know, worked at admissions of a university and mm-hmm. um, everyone came and brought their stuff to family um, Thanksgiving and that was <clears throat> out of here. everyone got that. So it was just certain yes. types of supports yes. um, have been normalized. Because these are people who have been groomed since birth to take leadership roles. 
So because they were put, you know, almost like as a kid, like they will be a leader. There's just certain things that they don't even think of. Thank as, um, yeah. yeah. So, and, and it's just for those of us who weren't necessarily raised where things like that were modeled, we um, just have to be a little extra aware of yes. um, areas in life where we too deserve to be supported. Yes, yes. And see, this is going to be a great conversation on the 26th because I always say, and I even said it earlier today where I was speaking at um, to a group at an organization, who you are personally is who you are professionally. And so if you are not accustomed, if you didn't have some of those different experiences that you shared, right, just a few minutes ago that Michelle mentioned in her book, you could, unfortunately, in your mind, condition yourself to not, to think you're not worthy, to think you shouldn't have that seat at the table, to think that you don't need the support or shouldn't get the support or won't get the support, which means we don't go ask for mentors, There's a study out there that says, you know, 60% of African-American women in corporate America don't have mentors, right? Because we don't get that exposure. And some of it is from not having those kitchen conversations at the table, right? Not having the access early on in life. So I don't want to give any more of that conversation because it's going to be so good on the 26th. And we're going to talk about understanding that as Black and Brown women, what assumed leadership means understanding it, and then finding our worth and value in spite of it. Right, Amelia? That's what we're going to talk about on the 26th. This has been so awesome, which everybody, I mean, that's why you got to have your ecosystem of support. You guys know I get so excited about stuff like this. So um, thank you so much, Amelia. This was awesome in talking about ecosystems and that necessary necessity of having one, how it can benefit your career journey. And we're going to link that to our conversation on October 26th about assumed leadership. I can't wait to have you back. Thank you for spending time with me today. Oh, thank you so much, Linda. This has been fun. (laughs) That's awesome. Awesome. So if any of you, you know, struggling with your ecosystem of support, drop it in the comments. You know, I'd love to find out what your struggles are. Amelia gave us some points on how you can go about building that. First, identifying where you need support in your career so that you can make sure that you properly select the right people and build that ecosystem. But uh, it was a critical conversation. So please share your comments. I would love it. So until next time, everyone take good care of yourselves. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, I have so much more to offer you. Book a complimentary call with me at lindatalaferro.com slash free consultation so you can start unapologetically achieving your own professional goals as a woman of color and establish a presence as more than just an employee. Let's go deeper, reach your professional goals, and apply this life-changing work to your career and beyond so you can rock your corporate game and get that seat at the table. 